Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, September 28th. Today's big idea? An influx of Puerto Ricans after Hurricane Maria could tip Florida toward the Democrats. The Trump administration's botched response to Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico could have ripple effects in America's biggest swing state in 2020. Tens of thousands of Puerto Ricans, maybe more, are expected to permanently move into Florida as the result of this hurricane. The Category 4 storm has wreaked havoc on the U.S. territory of 3.4 million people. Most of the island still doesn't have power. There are shortages of fuel, medicine, food, and running water. Infrastructure that was already crumbling is in ruins. Florida-based Republican operative Rick Wilson thinks that the coming influx of Puerto Ricans to Florida may be a game-changer. He said Democrats will be able to use this disaster to their advantage in 2018 if they play their cards right. Florida is rightfully considered the swingiest of swing states. Consider this wild stat. More than 50 million ballots were cast by Florida voters in the seven presidential elections from 1992 through 2016. If you add all of them up from all those elections, only 18,000 votes separate the Republicans from the Democrats. 18,000 votes out of 50 million. Meanwhile, Puerto Rican voters tend to overwhelmingly support Democratic candidates. Natural disasters have impacted elections before. After Hurricane Katrina, almost half a million people, mostly African Americans, relocated to Texas from the New Orleans area. That made Louisiana a bit more red and Texas a bit more blue. But Texas was already so Republican that it could absorb that influx without it changing the state's politics. Florida has razor-thin margins almost every election. Frustration stemming from Trump's initially lackadaisical response to Hurricane Maria might make these new voters from Puerto Rico even more antagonistic to the GOP. The president has resisted opening up the port in San Juan to foreign ships, for example, and he hasn't appeared as worried about the damage as he was when he went to Texas for Hurricane Harvey or Florida for Hurricane Irene. But leading Florida Republicans have been taking this crisis much more seriously than the White House since the beginning. They clearly recognize the political risk of antagonizing a political bloc this big in their own backyard. Marco Rubio, who went down to Puerto Rico earlier this week, has publicly raised the specter that this could be like Hurricane Katrina. Florida Governor Rick Scott, a Republican who might challenge a Democrat for Senate next year, is flying down to Puerto Rico later today to help coordinate recovery efforts on the island. And the Trump administration itself, responding to this pressure, is finally ratcheting up its response. It's now sending much more robust aid to the U.S. territory, including several military ships. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Republican leaders on Wednesday proposed slashing tax rates for the wealthy, the middle class, and businesses, but provided few details on how they're going to pay for it. They now face the arduous task of agreeing on which tax deductions to take away. That process pits party members against each other and puts them under extreme pressure from outside lobbying groups, which are just beginning to ramp up to fight to protect their favored tax breaks. But Republican leaders are hopeful that the party can unite behind a proposal. Republican leaders expressed hope that they can complete negotiations by the end of this year. As healthcare showed us, that's going to be a tall order. Number two, the Senate Intelligence Committee has invited Facebook, Twitter, and Google to testify in an open hearing in November as part of the panel's probe of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. The three tech giants seized the interest of committee investigators after it came to light that Russia paid Facebook to place thousands of targeted ads exploiting racial and religious tensions in the United States. A key question for both House and Senate investigators, 
whether the Russians acted alone or whether they relied on a more knowledgeable source to target likely Trump voters, potentially even the Trump campaign itself. Number three, in other Russia-related news, the leaders of the Senate Judiciary Committee have agreed to serve former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort with a subpoena to testify at a hearing in its investigation of Russian interference in the election. Manafort has come under investigators' scrutiny for his many personal and professional relationships with allies of Russian President Vladimir Putin. On Tuesday, former Trump campaign advisor Roger Stone confirmed that Manafort has been informed that special counsel Robert Mueller will indict him. Stone said that neither he nor Manafort knows what charges Manafort will face. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, September 28. Don't forget to take our listener survey at WashingtonPost.com slash Big Idea. I'd love to know what you think of this briefing and how I can make it better for you. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow.